Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Equitable Friday Fry Show. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where we provide a platform to inform, inspire, and motivate our listeners. Presenting you with amazing guests from entrepreneurs, authors, music artists, poets, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. Um, hope that you guys are having a great week thus far. Hope that it's kicking off on a great and a positive note for you guys. And if you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio um, and also by the shop, um, Daiquiri Shop, um, held down in um, Louisiana. So big shouts out to the shop and uh, to Vibration Radio for supporting us, holding us down over here. Also uh, by our um, awesome, awesome friends um, over at Ambient Records, you guys hailing from um, Kansas City. Um, so tonight, you guys, we are welcoming um, our special guest, who this is not her first rodeo over here on our show. Uh, she's been over here quite a few times, and we've had some very, very um, awesome conversations. And you guys have written and commented and, and talked about how you enjoyed um, the segments that she comes to be a part of. And I'm talking about no other than special guest, Netta Vaught, you guys. And so tonight she's coming on. She's going to be talking about her latest project um, that she is working on. And we're going to be talking about her book, um, Standing in the Face of Adversity. Uh, we're also going to be talking about mental health. Um, if you guys um, have been keeping up to date uh, with the news and what's going on, we have seen a lot of celebrities um, just over the past couple days um, take their lives, and it's all due to suicide. So tonight we're going to delve into uh, mental illness, mental health, all of those um, avenues because we want to talk about it. We want to um, spread some awareness as well as provide some encouragement over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show um, as we like to do. So uh, what we're going to do, you guys, uh, we're going to bring our special guest of the hour on here. 
and get started tonight. And so if you guys are out there, maybe you have a question or a comment, feel free to call in at any time. Uh, the number is 347-326-9139 is the number. We would love to hear from you guys. And so we're going to bring our special guest in here. Uh, Ned, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So it's definitely uh, been a little bit uh, since you were last on the show, and we had an awesome um, segment last time that you were on. And so for the people out here, this may be their first time um, hearing you live um, here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So um, tell them a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Okay, my name is Nita Vol. I focus on helping both men and women to become free of hurt, doubt, and fears um, that come from life circumstances. Um, my company is reconnecting our communities, and I'm here to let people know that it's okay um, to get help, to have a voice um, when you feel that something isn't right. Um, I right. teach individuals how to write in journals, how to create a safe space without judgment. Um, I teach people positive ben- benefits and breakthroughs of journaling, and by breaking their silence, how many, um, you know, how many people that not only, you know, we can in- encourage ourselves as well, but also inspire and help others. Um, so I'm ready to help communities and individuals become free from doubt and fears and shame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know the last time uh, <clears throat> that you were on or the time before, um, you talked a little bit about how you were actually um, working uh, when it came to uh, family services and, and providing families with the help that they need. And so, but we've often talked about how sometimes getting into these these big offices um, some things get neglected, you know, and some things get um, overlooked um, at times, uh, you know, in that process. And so for you, uh, being a, a full-time entrepreneur out on your own um, and being able to capitalize and address, you know, that those demographics of people um, that you've always wanted to. What what is that feeling like for you now to finally feel like okay, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Oh wow! So you know, I will say that um, it's it's been difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it has not been easy. Yeah, it has yeah. been difficult. Um, my company, but as we want, I'm a one man band. But I am connected to a lot of individuals um, yeah. who are great that really do help me to continue to push through in my company. Um, I'm always looking for ways to create um, to be able to have, like, the safe space for individuals. Um, I'm not a doctor, so, you know, the services that I do provide are based off of the experience of what people are, uh, what I'm saying that people are saying that they need. Um, it's really different when you're out there and you're not attached to a major company. But there are times that, you know, I will say, whatever I got myself into, um, do I continue <laughs> to do this? And and, and the it, it, I'm as literally like somebody like as soon as I feel that way I'm literally getting inboxes, or I literally like God is placing something or someone in front of me to say, hmm, okay, stop right there. Um, this is why you're doing this. I get people who reach out every day who say, hey, um, I will decide to have a call with you. Um, when I pick up the phone to call these individuals, they're literally in tears from my hello. Um, and right. so. 
this is why I continue to push because there are so many people out there that you see every day that you really think have it all together, but inside they are broken into pieces. Absolutely, absolutely. And so now, um, you know, and and one of the things that we did uh, want to discuss now is that, um, of course, Nita, um, we've seen the 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 onset um, of how mental illness um, has affected a lot of um, celebrities um, within the last week. You had, you know, Kate Spade, who um, was a very <clears throat> high clientele um, fashion designer of handbags. Uh, you had uh, Mr. Bourdain. Uh, he was a, a chef. Uh, who traveled the world, and he recently um, committed suicide as well. Mm-hmm. Nita, do you think that oftentimes, and, and this is a perception that I get from people, and I try to have this conversation with people all the time, because we all do it. We all sit back and we say, man, I wish I had that amount of money. I wish I was living, mm-hmm. you know, this certain life. But a lot of times what we're finding and what we're discovering more and more is that, yes, these people are living certain lives. They may have all this money coming in, but there's some hurt. There's some hurt. There's some depression. There's a little bit of everything that is transpired in these people's lives. And unfortunately, you know, even their close friends and family don't always see it or, or recognize, you know, the signs of that. So do you think that we still, even this day and time, put celebrities on that pedestal uh, as if they're kind of, you know, obsolete from from being affected by mental illness? Oh, definitely. I mean, the world yeah. says, you know, okay, so just imagine, you know, you're at your lowest place in your life or you're working your nine to five every day and it's just a struggle. And the one thing people say is, boy, if I had all this money, you know, all the things right. that I would do, I would do this, right. I would do that. But what people need to always understand is that uh, who said it best, Biggie, more money, more problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's more money, more problems. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, it comes with a price in everything that you do. And I'm also learning mm-hmm. that personally, everything that you do come with a price. Um, and yeah. as you elevate, you're going to have so many more distractions. Um, when you do have money, people do put you on a pedestal and people put you into this box of who you should be. And so right. because we are so busy trying to be perfect and we're trying to please everybody, especially individuals who are in the limelight, you know, it's always this thing about, um, you know, if you don't do this, you don't do that. Let's take Cardi B, for example. Cardi B right. was like, look, I'm glad that I can inspire people, but don't get mad if your nine-year-old daughter likes me. I did not right. get to this position um, to right. stay here and, and be this person that you're saying that I am That's a right. role model. She, Her role right. model way is saying, you know what, you can come from nothing and become something, and you don't have to change who you are. You know, there are Absolutely. things that you may have to change mentally um, because as you grow, you mature. But you don't have right. to change who you are for other people. Um, and so I do believe that that does happen. Money does not change you. Um, if God can't trust you with a few things, how do you expect God to trust you with plenty? You want all of right. this, but are you doing good and right by just the $5 that's placed in your hand 
to pay the bill? Um, are you right. willing to sacrifice? And so that's what I think people fail to realize. There is a sacrifice when it comes to being on certain levels in your life, and you have right. to be willing to sacrifice. But also make sure that you have people in your life that are going to be able to pull you up along with that discernment, because you're going to get to a place and you're going to, you're, you know, you're going to think that people have your best interests, and they don't. We've seen people lose money, you know, and, and go bankrupt. But, you know, we fail to realize that they're human, and anyone that's human has a brain. And if you don't start to understand how the brain works, then guess what? You don't understand that they can get exhausted. They're not getting sleep. You know, uh, they can now have anxiety. They can now have insomnia where the body doesn't sleep. There's certain things that happen to the body. Stress. You know what I'm saying? People want you in five or six different places and you're one person. So I think people need to stop holding these celebrities up on a pedestal or saying that they don't have a right to feel a certain way. Because if they felt that they can really be open about it, then they, I think that they would have. But it's really hard to do that um, because just getting judged all the time about everything. Right, right, absolutely. And I think, <clears throat> you know, as parents, um, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned the whole thing about Cardi B because also along with Cardi B, uh, for a lot of people, I'm a huge uh, Beyonce fan. And, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about how, okay, Beyonce is, you know, setting this bad example for our young girls. Well, that's the same thing. Most people, I would say, don't go into the entertainment industry to be a role model. They go into it because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to rap. They wanted to sing or what have you. And I feel that, you know, we we put these people in a position to where they're supposed to be modeling. But what about us? What about us as parents, Uh you know, giving them that good model, model, you know, when they see us, okay, this is, this is how we should handle this situation. This is how we should handle relationships and friendships and thus far. But we, we put into these celebrities and pour all the responsibility on them, which I think in the uh-huh. end creates a lot of heavy burdens, you know, for celebrity as well, because we know that people are constantly watching them, you know, for some people, you know, they constantly have paparazzi outside their house. Every step that they take, you know, is being watched and, and documented somehow. And that has to be a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of pressure. You're being watched all the time. You yeah. know, you know, you're coming out the door, you wear sweatpants and no makeup. Somebody has something cool to say about that. Um, And so I even think like with celebrities and not just with them, this is something that I would say everybody would need to have. Um, I was reading an article that that said that Beyonce has a confident coach for her daughter, Blue Ivy, which Mm. I think is amazing. Um, Coaches um, are really great. And if we look at celebrities, celebrities have coaches. Even Oprah has a coach. Um, These coaches not only help to build their confidence, but to help them stay focused, um, to help them have clarity with their business and what it is that they're doing with their growth. Um, And being able to um, not allow what others are saying about them affect um, what they desire for themselves. They go after everything that they want and they get it. I do also believe that that is something that needs to be implemented in a system that is broken as far as people receiving help that are suffering, uh, that suffer from depression or some sort of mental illness. Um, Having a coach, um, 
is 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 really great. Or there are some therapists too that that are able to help with um you know, being able to help you with your confidence, being able right. to help you speak affirmations into your life. So I think that's something that um, we, we need to also look at. Like these celebrities, they have so much that they're going through, but they're everyday people who are out here being judged, and they can't afford that. Um, so what else do we do for them? How how do we incorporate right. this um, into everyday lives? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the thing about it is that, I think that also when we look at these celebrities, um, because if you hear, you know, from some of the the families and friends, you know, they had no idea, you know, that some of these individuals were, you know, really experiencing much hurt, you know, just, Uh just over the periods of time. And so what, I mean, like, what do you believe, what do you believe that, um, just aside from celebrities, us as just regular, you know, regular everyday people, how do we stay attentive? Because I feel like for a lot of us, we are so easily distracted. You know, when we go out mm-hmm. now, we see everybody's on their phone, everybody's, you know, doing something that's not really focused on, okay, what's going on with people and the behaviors of people how do we get back to the point where we get more attentive, you know, to our friends and our loved ones who may be, you know, going through some things? Um, well, being able, so there's a few things. Um, as individuals, we are accountable for ourselves. And we, um, we, we have to also be able to be bold enough to say, you know what, I do have something that's going on with me. I, I do suffer with something with myself personally. Um, individually, we have to be able to identify that and say when something is wrong and try and get the help. Um, you can't be of help to anybody else if you can't be of help to yourself. One thing I do let people know is if you uh, don't know what to say and you see a family or a friend going through something, it is okay to let them know um, to seek professional help. Um, along with that, be able to be that friend uh, or that family member that can help them to do it um, because it's frustrating to try to find the help for yourself. If you can have mm-hmm. somebody in your life that can say, hey, you know what, we're going to pick up the phone together, let's call your doctor and let's see where we go from here. Um, if you see a person who is in a crisis um, where there could be uncontrollable crying, uh, where you start to see things that are happening, if you don't get them help, and you know, in the next hour or so it's going to, you know, it's getting worse, um, you go to your nearest emergency room. Um, we need to start also understanding that when we are going through something, when we're going through a crisis, when we're having grief in our life, when we're having what we call turbulence and turmoil in our life, and we're at a place where we're starting to feel low individually, we need to also take ourselves out of the media and what we see out here um, because those things can really um, bring on more triggers to your anxiety. Um I will. I suggest that people stay out of certain television shows. And personally, I do that myself. Um, when I was in major depression, I did not watch television at all, nor did mm-hmm. I watch the news. Um, it would always trigger me to hear that, oh, there was a shooting down the street from my house, or there was oh, a wow. body that was found. Um, those things bring yeah. more fear. Um, the body yeah, is not created absolutely. for fear. 
and the body isn't created um, for stress. And so when we see these things happening, we may see ourselves um, go into anxiety. We may see ourselves um, start to gain weight. Uh, we may see our thoughts start to um, race. We may see that we're pacing the floors at night. We're not able to sleep because these thoughts are racing and our minds aren't being able to, like, calm itself down to rest. So um, start to stay out of places and conversations and the news and the radio. I don't even get in my car and listen to the radio. Um, I don't want to hear about the traffic because what happens is you start to think of things before they happen. So now you have to start uh, putting things into place. There's one thing that I had, um, I had an app that's on Google that I'm waiting to get approved for through Apple um, called the Healing Zone. Um, Right now I'm getting ready to revamp the app. It is there, but um, it's can't download it, but um, I'm looking to revamp it to create a safe space for for um, for, for both men and women um, mm-hmm. because if people are always on the go, they're always on their phone. Um, I want right. to create a space where people will be able to communicate. So on the app is real time, it's live, it's real time where we will both be, you know, everyone will be able to communicate. I'm also looking for donations for that because a lot of what I do comes out of my own pocket. I don't have a nonprofit. I have a for-profit. However, um, it is costly to try to create these things. I understand that the system is broken, but if there is a way to be able to create these safe spaces for people to add to their plan of care or when they're on the go to give them support, words of encouragement, that's what I want to offer. So we really just have to start to really get involved. Um, it's more than just medication. Um, along with your plan of care, with your with your um, doctor, your therapist, um, myself, I'm just trying to create ways where people can also incorporate other things like walking 30 minutes a day, um, listening to an audible book, um, being able to do meditation, being able to do yoga, what's in your community that you can access to be able to add more to your plan of care, and who can you incorporate in your life. So it's really up to the individual and, you know, your family, your friends, if you have one or two persons who could be able to assist, that would be great. If you can assist someone, please do, because this thing is bigger than what we really recognize, and we don't want to wake up to a family or friend where we found out that they have committed suicide because the pain was so great and so deep that they could not go through it anymore. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, 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 you know, the thing about it is, Anita, you talked about um, your uh, personal journey dealing uh, with mental illness as well and how it affected, um, you know, your mother and, and you as well. And so now we're also seeing an increase of our young kids, our children who are uh-huh. dealing with mental health um, issues. We've seen, um, oh gosh, bukus of shootings take place um, over the globe. Uh-huh. And I would say 70 to 80%, if not more of those, um, somehow are linked. Um, they believe are linked to some type of um, mental health or mental illness issue. And so when mm-hmm. it comes to our kids, you know, how should we as parents, you know, handle that situation? Because I feel that sometimes as parents now, some of us have gotten to a point where we're afraid to, one, have conversation with our kids, and two, um, 
having proper dialogue on knowing what to ask our kids, you know, what kind of questions should we be asking? I'm not asking, you know, to ask, you know, ask them questions every day, you know, like a police officer, but what kind of Uh conversation should we be having with our children uh, to make sure that our children are okay? Um, So it depends on the ages. I definitely believe of the children um, that we have certain types of conversation. Um, Right. I will say for myself, I have four-year-old twins. Um, I love my babies. I feel like with them, I could rewrite the things that I probably didn't do with my oldest three. <laughs> and um, one thing that I'm doing with them is meditation. So I'm learning right. to talk with them and allowing them to express themselves. Um, when I was younger, and a lot of us, we probably was told, like, be quiet, don't say nothing, shut up. Um, mm-hmm. And you weren't really able to express yourself, right, because you were always told, like, you talk too much, right? That's one thing I always had. Right. And so not being able to express myself really did something for me. Um, and so one thing I teach my twins is, you know, it's okay to have a conversation with mommy and tell me how you feel. If someone makes you angry, say that you're angry. Um, but also incorporating meditation, because I do have one twin. He is a little jittery, and he mm-hmm. will say, I can't calm myself down, mommy, my energy is so much. <laughs> and so I always teach him, you know, think, think. That's one thing I always say. Think, think, think. We have to teach them to think first. I think meditation starting off in young children in school will be really, really great and beneficial. Um, I don't know about other states, but I will say here in the district, I do not like our school systems. I do not like the public school systems at all. Um, And I think that there needs to be um, a lot more things incorporated, especially in urban communities, that will be able to be beneficial to children. When you have children who are uh, living in urban communities, it's like um, they see a lot more. They, They see a lot more. And so it's more of survival. Okay, and when you're trying to survive, you're always looking over your back. So you also have these children who are in environments where they're not even thinking about uh, what their futures are. They're thinking about, am I going to make it in the next 24 hours? Am I going to be able to walk home from school without getting jumped or shot? Am I going to be sent to, you know, so they're thinking and they're in fear. But also, are there any services? Do we really have great services um, to be able to help our children? There are some, but there are few. We don't have a lot of services for children. Um, I think that um, as far as adults, there's probably a slew foot more of it, but there's not a lot for children. And just being able to have conversations with your children and be open, I think there's just a way that you word it. For myself and my household, my children do know that, oh, mommy does suffer from anxiety. When that happens, my entire household gets very quiet. Um, mm-hmm. Even my twins, um, I had an anxiety attack a week ago, and I was sitting there, and I was trying to keep myself calm, and tears were rolling. And one of my twins came, and he grabbed my hand, and he called for his other siblings and said, mommy is really, really crying. And he held my hand, and he said, breathe, mommy. And so I think that when we start to become open instead of always hiding, then we're able to also have that family to help each other. Um, They may not understand the whole dynamics of it, but at least they're saying, you know what, I can also incorporate this in my life. Uh, When things seem to get hard for me, what can I do? I'm teaching them and I'm sharing these things with them because I know that in life it comes a lot of hurt and pain. 
So I think, um, you know, it's it, and it doesn't have to always be that way, hurt and pain, but there's a lot of people who are suffer from a lot of traumas. And sometimes when you get told no a lot of times, um, people don't know how to handle that. You're trying your hardest to do something great and you get knocked back down. How do you get back up? What do you do? So I think we need to also start to have those conversations like it's okay to talk to somebody. Other than myself, um, my daughter's school, there was a suicide with another young lady from another school a year ago. And even though it wasn't with her school, there happened to be another one that came after that with a gentleman. And so what they did was they started to have this conversation for an entire month with these girls about drugs, alcohol, depression, anxiety. They had professionals to come into the school, have weekly yeah. conversations with these girls. And so we need to start incorporating um, writing this into schools and into our homes. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I especially think that, you know, when it comes to schools, because um, for me, I remember going through school and there being, you know, a guidance counselor. And so every time a kid, you know, was in class acting up, you know, they would may go to the principal's office, but then they would also go see the guidance counselor um, to kind of figure out. But I figure, I feel like um, a lot of times schools don't always, you know, take these cases too serious until unfortunately something mm-hmm. awful happens. You know, because we've we've heard on the news about how. You know, these kids have gotten, you know, thousands of complaints, you know, from the teachers or administrators in some way that said, you know, look, you know, this this person is is causing these issues or these are certain signs that they're showing, but they never were focused on, you know, until the end. And then it comes down to, well, you know, we knew that that individual was troubled. We knew that they were having issues. Well, it's kind of like, okay, too little, too late. You know, so when are we going to really start focusing on and getting, you know, getting in there and handling things immediately instead of sitting back and watching things kind of fall apart? So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, soon, you know, more more schools um, and administrators will get on board and start to take mental health um, and mental illness um, a lot more seriously than they have in the past. And so uh, what I want to do is, Anita, I want to take a little break, but we're going to come back and we're going to um, discuss um, Nita's new project um, uh, for you guys. And so you guys are going to get to uh, hear that about that this evening also. And don't forget, if you have questions or comments, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is a number. Or um, you guys can feel free to message me on Facebook at Bianca Fly. I'll be happy to ask your questions live here on the air as well, you guys. So we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey y'all, it's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. 
Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do? Someone who has been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially? If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding life. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Come and see you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And this evening, you guys, we are joined by Nita Vaught, you guys, um, as we have been discussing uh, mental health and how it has affected um, celebrities, but also um, how uh, we as parents and we as educators um, can start to step in and, and, and uh, be of help um, to those individuals who are experiencing um, those issues in thus far. And so, uh, Nita, I know that um, you also have a new project um, in the works. And so for the folks out here, um, tell them a little bit about your new project. So my new project is A Call for Story. Um, I'm looking for real people with real stories. Um, it's called Expression, Author Your Story. Um, I want to have 20 stories in each book. Um, my first one is titled If I Could, um, where I'm looking for individuals who have had absent fathers. Um, a lot of times what I do as a journaler is sometimes there's something up that I may watch or a moment that may trigger an emotion for me, and so I write for my emotion. Um, I did grow up without a father, and there are times that I write to that pain of not having him, what I could say to him. Um, I talk about the things that I've gone through, and so I want others to be able to do the same, um, to also give the readers something to take away from their story, because there's a lot of people who are still hurting from not having that father figure around. Um, but when we talk about absent fathers, there are so many different ways of absent father could be not there at all, or there could be absent fathers who were in and out. You know, they come around every couple of months, and then they um, and then they leave. Um, and then there are stories that I'm also getting in from fathers who uh, were not being fathers. Uh, they were being abusive, sexually abusive to their children. Um, that is an absent father because you're supposed to be my father. So I'm allowing people to talk and write to what they would say if they could talk to their fathers, um, but also be able to help others who have gone through similar situations, what they want them to take away from their story to encourage and inspire them. 
Also, the next one is called surviving the DA, depression and anxiety. So I'm looking for people who have gone through or suffered from depression and anxiety to share what that is about because we really need to stop the stigmas of depression. Um, we really need to stop the stigmas of mental illness, and we need to allow people to be able to use their words without judgment. So for me, it's creating a safe space for people to not be judged or mocked for their pain, but also be able to give them an opportunity to share their stories, become the author of it, and then give that inspiration to so many people. Um, I'm a firm believer that we all need to leave the imprint of the world. And because words are very powerful, writing these stories and sharing your story in these books will be able to help people who will come after us, who are going to go through this thing later on, who is going to be stuck somewhere in their life that they need to let go. Um, I'm working on these two currently, but there are going to be more calls for stories um, where I'm going to be looking for people, grieving mothers, to give support to other grieving mothers to share their story caregivers, um, you know, that's something that really can stress you when you have a family member um, that you're caring for or a friend or a child, um, to see them now you have to take care of them. What is that like? Being of encouragement to other people um, to give that support to them. Uh, cancer survivors. So I really just have a call for stories where people are going to be able to become the authors of their story. It's also going to be um, an earn an extra income stream as well um, because you get to not only alter your story, but you also get to share, uh, to, to um, sell your story, um, and that will be an extra income for people. Um, I'm really pushing through to get as many people as possible for these stories um, because I really want to get these in libraries across the world, bookstores. I want to land these on the desk of people. Um, you know, who are influencing so many other people because um, there's so much of this going on. There's so much that we're seeing, not just with depression, but people have so many parts of their lives that sometimes it's hard to put it all in one book. But if you could take a part of your life that you've gone through that was uh, really major for you, what would you give to somebody else to take away from that so you can help them? Um, and because we were always looking for ways to find, to create a space of healing, um, I think with this broken system, I don't focus on how bad the system is, what they offer, what they don't, but I know that I can use my gifts to help others. So this is my way of being able to do that and have that space so we can have these conversations or with people who feel like they don't want nobody to go because they're ashamed, you can pick up these books. Right. Nita, for you, why do you feel like it was so important? <clears throat> excuse me, for individuals um, to be able to um, share their story and <clears throat> and how they overcame um, to uh, people that are going through maybe even similar situations that they have. Um, you say, what can I? Why was it important? Uh huh. Yes. Um, what's important is, so when I go on, like, social media, my timeline, um, there are some things that I see, and I'm like, wow, I get a lot of inboxes, too. I get people, and I swear to God, if they didn't inbox me, I would not know they were going through anything. And I would think or assume, like everybody else, they they were happy. I get these inboxes if I just want to give up, I'm tired. And so I wanted to create this space. I think that, again, like we said earlier, 
not just with celebrities, but even on social media. Um, mm-hmm. You would think, like, if I share that I have a part of something, a part of me, that um, what would people say? Would they still buy from me? Would they still want to work with me? And so everybody's trying to be so daggone perfect. Um, right. You know, yes. and, and you're put in this box. So it's important because we need to be able to have this space. I think people need to understand, too, that we all come from a place. We all come from a place of hurt. We all have been at the bottom. Um, and, and, and once you're at the bottom, the only way that you can go is now up. So it's important right. to be able to have these spaces, to have these conversations. When you're writing, nobody can judge you. When they're reading your story, they can't stop you. They have to keep reading right. about it, right? They have right, to continue right. to now. What happens is visually, they're able to see this space, this dark space that you were in, that probably can help them remember a space or a time where they did something, or maybe they are the person who is um, being judgmental to certain individuals. This can also help them to be able to be careful of their words or how they um, help people or how they say things to people. And so, I just believe, like with this space we won't be able to, to judge. Um, you know, across the so like if so many people across the world is going through something, we may have different situations that we're going through. But the one thing we can relate to is this pain that you feel from depression. This pain that you get from, you know, having this illness or going through. Um, some people pain doesn't linger as long as others. But we all right. suffer what that pain feels like. And so we need to be able to share this. I look at the Bible like this. If they didn't share those stories, well, how would we know how to navigate through? How would we know how to navigate through the um through life? You know, if we didn't have these stories, we would not be able to know how to navigate through life. But because these stories are there, it helps us to become better individuals. It helps us to become better, um, knowing that you know what these distractions are going to come. But this is what we can do to be able to uh, use this and incorporate scripture or meditation into our lives. So, Absolutely. you know, sharing our stories is really good because people want to know real people, real people with real right. stories. Absolutely. 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 And, you know, it's so vital because a lot of times we, like you say, we sit on social media and we excuse me, may come across someone who shares, um, you know, a personal story about themselves and things that they overcome. And a lot of people think like, wow, I didn't know that that happened. And for some people, they realize how much in common they have, you know, with that individual. And sometimes how hearing somebody else's story um, has a way of helping you get through your own process. And so a lot of times, for people um, to get to that point where they're being willing to share um, and help people who have been through similar things um, along their way. And, and speaking of some, something that is helpful, your book as well um, that you have, um, Standing in the Face of Adversity. Um, in this mm-hmm. book, you know, it's one of those things that a lot of times we, we get bombarded with a lot of things <clears throat> In our lives, they're not always sure uh-huh. uh, what direction we should go in. And so for the folks out there, um, tell them a little bit about um, standing in the face of adversity. So standing in the face of adversity is a seven-step guide that I had wrote for women 
um, with scripture. Um, I wanted to be able to um, give women a space um, to not feel that, um, you know, as a woman of faith, at times when we're going through depression, um, sometimes we do end up giving up on God. We're wondering what do, um, where is God in the midst of our troubles? Um, who can we go to? Sometimes there's that embarrassment or judgment that we feel we get from the church um, or even from our friends. Um, I put in there not only, um, you know, I, the God is really a God that um, is really like a conversation, but also scriptures that you can use that I have implemented in my life as well to be able to give up, um, to be able to give that encouragement. Um, I do believe that as you uh, go on this journey of trying to really understand where your pain is coming from and trying to reach down to the core of it, um, your faith is something that you use, and there's a lot of us who use our faith to get through. Um, And so I think that we should be able to still do that and not be afraid to go seek professional help. So I do also have in there where I talk about mental illness. Um, I talk about some things that it can come from. You know, even women as, um, you know, you know, you grow older, there are things that's going to happen with your hormones or puberty with young ladies. Um, there's so much um, stress. You know, children, there's so many things that can happen. Um, and also I talk about creating a healing zone. I talk about what it is to um, have that guilt, shame, and doubt. How do we get past that? Um, you know, how do we become more like Jesus? You know, I really do. I, I feel like a place of time in my life where, you know, my city is very political. And so it was very hurtful when I felt like, you know, I was hurt. And I was like, I don't feel like anybody hears me. I don't feel that anybody. He cares about mental right. illness in my right. community. And so I also had to remember, too, at 33 years old, um, I had a stroke at 33 in 2015. Um, I was stressed out. I was overweight. I was diabetic. I was unhappy. I was jobless. I was on welfare. I'm trying to keep the bills up. I'm trying to keep the roof over the kids' heads. And here I am going through so much. Um, Not only that, that same year, here I am back in a crisis with depression. I'm suffering from major um depression and anxiety disorder. I'm not able to take care of my children. I'm not even even feed myself, barely to get out of the bed. And so I was at this place in my life where I'm like, you know what? Even Jesus had to go through some stuff. And even Jesus had to go out where he was for the people that did not know him uh, to be able to, to recognize his gifts. And so then the people, you know, in his city, you know, then he was able to come back and they knew it was real, right? So I wanted to be, you know, reading that really helps me. I know, like, I'm not going to be perfect, but if I could do things like Christ, if I could just have this little bit of faith that distractions are going to come, but how do I get through this? What can I give to the world? What gifts can I use? I'm using my gifts to be able to help and encourage people. And so I want people to know that they're not alone. That's why I'm so open with my story. I'm so open with sharing with the fact, yes, I am um, a single mother of five, and I may even tell you I'm a baby mama, okay? Because the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter sometimes where you go in life. 
how are you going to remind you and others of your past? Absolutely. But I'm able to stand in the face of my adversity. I stood in front of my adversities and was like, you're not going to knock me down. I had to go and tell people I forgave them even when I knew I didn't do anything wrong because I knew in order for me to get to where I needed to be or where I'm supposed to be, I needed to start to drop the shame, break my silence, and forgive not only others but myself. And I talk about that in this um, in this guide. Um, I have it on my website for people to download and um, purchase for $8. And you can use this guide to incorporate it into your life daily um, because I'm a real person. And I have a real story, and I wanted to give people something that they can go to um, to be able to know, like, hey, you're not by yourself. These are some things um, that you may go through. This is what mental illness is. This is what depression does. If you're going through this, you can still go to the Word of God. There are some things that you can do in your life, like journaling, exercising, eating healthy. So I just wanted to be able to give that um, to women so that they can stand in the face of their adversities and no longer be stuck. Absolutely. And, and you made a great point about how oftentimes uh, we have to learn to forgive ourselves because some, you know, well, majority of the times we are a thousand times more harder on ourselves, you know, for the things uh-huh. that we have done in our past than, than the people that we may have hurt um, are, you know, and so sometimes we are definitely, <clears throat> you know, digging deep within ourselves um, and kind of destroying ourselves in the inside because we are constantly, you know, just just dragging our own self through the mud for the pain and Uh and things that we've experienced in life. And we're not realizing, you know, you have to forgive yourself too. You have to forgive yourself Uh too in order to, I feel like you have to forgive yourself too in order to be able to, accept the forgiveness of other people mm-hmm. that you may have hurt because you know if you if you still feel man I, I really did this person wrong or I, I really handled this situation bad you know even if that person comes to you and say hey I forgive you or even if they don't because some people are not some people are not going to forgive mm-hmm. us they're going to hold on to that grudge that yeah I remember oh, yeah. when when she did such and such, you know, fifteen twenty years ago. Well, y'all remember when she, you know, came came to the cookout and showed out. You know, they're gonna remember, uh-huh. you know, things that took place. And you know, it's like you can never, you can never progress with some people. But for those type of individuals, you have to continue to ignore them and flourish because at the end of the day, some people just simply don't want to see you do good. And it's sad that uh-huh. that's the case. But you have some people who, you know, may sit back and say, man, I don't want to see Nita do the good. I don't want to see, I don't want to see B-Fly do good. I don't want to see them progress and do nothing. I like it better when they're down and, and they're going through uh-huh. things. I, you know, I like that time better. So we have to, one, recognize those individuals who are around us who feel that way, but at the same time, you know, have enough <clears throat> you know, encouragement within ourselves to keep on pressing and pursuing through um, those adversities, even when they come in the midst of us, you know, trying to be great and trying to do great things out here in the world. And so um, for you, um, Nita, for uh, your project, I know uh, folks are going to want to be able to reach out to you and all of those great things. And so for those who want to jump on board with sharing their story, um, tell them how they can get in contact with you. 
So they can go to my website, www.nitavaughtcom That's uh, Um and they can schedule an initial consultation with me um, okay. um, to be able to speak with me more so that we can, um, you know, get their stories um, authored. Um they can also read my blog as well on my blog on my website. Um, I say what stories that I'm looking for from the people and how I want uh, the stories to come to life. But definitely um, do a consultation with me, schedule one with me on today. Um, I'm looking for real people with real stories all over the world. And so, um, you know, I have stories coming in. But, I, I again, I'm looking total for 40 people. So I need people to come in that's going to be able to stand and share their stories uh, to be able to help so many others around the world um, with their story. Absolutely. And they can visit me on Facebook, you know, my Instagram, Reconnecting. Also, you can email me at info at reconnectingroc.com. That's info at reconnectingroc.com. Make sure you leave your name, your number, uh, so that I can reach out, give you a call, and give me something brief on um, why you want to be able to share your story. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> at the end of the day, I need to afford you. What do you? How do you? What do you want people? Uh, what is the hope that your people, uh, that people end up gaining uh, from being more um, knowledgeable and being more aware of mental illness and and mental health and and how it truly affects us, not only mentally uh, but physically as well. Um, I want people to start to get more educated so that we can just not only stop the stigmas, but understand that in life, you know, um, there's going to be things that, you know, some people are not just as strong as others. And it doesn't mean that they're weak, but we're human. When we go through things, our bodies go into shock. Our bodies go into a trauma. When we start to understand that instead of always telling people, oh, suck it up, deal with it, or, um, you Mm -hmm. know, giving people Mm -hmm. bad advice, it's like telling a person that they're not, um, they're not able to have their emotions. Um, so what I do is, again, my story is just called expression all through your story. I want people to use their words, express yourself, and don't get put into a box. Um, be able to share that um, what you're feeling and what you've gone through. Um, you know, I think we need to start also being encouraged, um, not only encouraged but educated. Um, parents who are taking care of children who are diagnosed with certain mental illnesses mm. because um, I, I also see, too, where these kids become teenagers and then parents right. think that they're grown and they let them go. Right. And so they yeah. see kids yeah. now uh, smoking weed. They're not taking their medications mm-hmm. they used to. They're mm-hmm. going to weed. They're around peers. And parents are taking right. their hands off of their children instead of keeping their hands on them and being able to help them understand what their illnesses are. Talking to them very early if you have a child that's diagnosed um, to be able to help them to understand that you you may be a little different, but it doesn't make you a bad person. Um, also being able to find out what are some positive ways that we can continue to incorporate um, certain things into our lives and our children's lives um, because, you know, I, we see so many people who are great writers and actors and authors um, who also do suffer from mental illness. And so where, what can we do to help them to also be creative even with what they're going through? We just need to start taking care of our mental health and our physical health, understand that the world is moving fast, 
understand that we're seeing more and more things because we live in a social media world. Uh, we're living in a time where you're going to see things that are going to put you into fear. And so when you see all of these shootings, across, you know, at schools, you know, what happens is now the world is in fear, you know. And so when we stop being in fear um, and we start to do things more positive and start speaking life not only over ourselves but our children, start speaking affirmations, understanding your thoughts. What are your thoughts? What, what, what is your mind? You know, I, I often use the example of, you know, a doctor may say, um, you know, the, the person is brain dead. And so even if we put them on life support, they won't make it because their brain is dead. Understand how important your mind is because your mind controls your body and then also controls your physical health. You know, taking care of your physical health is very, very, very important. So we need right. to be able to um, really get involved in and and really do what we can as individuals. Start focusing on yourself first so you can also be able to be of help to your family, your children, and yourself. But you come first before you can Absolutely. do anything for anybody else. Absolutely. And it's okay to seek professional help. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, Anita, uh, for the folks out there, um, um, once again, tell them um, where they can connect with you as far as social media, um, websites, and, and all that information. So you can connect with me on Facebook at Nita Vault. Um, on Facebook, I also have a consulting page on Facebook as well um, called Nita Vault. You can also reach me on Instagram. I love my Instagram fam too, um, Reconnecting ROC. You can also reach me at my um, website at www.nita, N-E-T-A, V as in victory, A-U-G-H-T dot com. That's www.nitavault dot com. You can also reach me through my email at info at reconnecting dot com. Absolutely. And awesome, also LinkedIn guys. too, because I am on LinkedIn, but you can definitely reach me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Look, so there's no places. reason you can't connect <laughs> with Nita. There's no excuse <laughs> that you can't None. connect yourself. I'm definitely encouraging you guys who have a story um, to connect with her so that you can share your story, um, your journey, and all those great things. You never know um, who may be touched and who may find their healing um, through your testimony and and through your journey um, that you share. So um, definitely connect with her and all of those great things. And so, Nita, it's always good uh, to have you on the show to be able to talk about a subject that doesn't get talked about. Um, enough, in my opinion. So I'm glad that you are able to come on here and share with us. You got any final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners? Um, you know, I just want to just let everybody know that it's okay to say when something's wrong. I want everybody to understand that you are human, and at times you need, it's okay to go outside of your friends and your family to seek help. Start paying attention to your mental health as long as your physical health. We're paying attention to our outside, but understand you have to have a change of mindset in order to change these things to become a lifestyle change, not just a second right. change, a second change, you know, but we have to also do it as a lifestyle change. Um, I want people to know my motto is free the minds of the people so the people can heal. you got to free yourself from a lot of things that's going on. Don't put yourself in a box and don't allow others to put you in a box. Stand in the face of your adversities. 
be you, staying bold and staying brave, and and don't worry about what people are saying. Use your gifts. Your gifts will definitely make room for you, and and don't be afraid um to really come out and be who you are. Don't worry about the judgment of others. Don't worry about what people are gonna say. Break your silence. Stop the shame and stop the stigmas. Absolutely, absolutely. And <clears throat> once again, thank you so much for coming on here. And uh, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you'll be back again to uh, talk with us about uh, something else great that you have in the works. And so I look forward to having you back on here again real soon. And I hope you have a great uh, rest of your week. Um, and, and Same here. <laughs> no Absolutely. problem. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was Nita Vaught. Make sure you guys go and connect with her. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all over the place. Um, and don't forget, if you got a short a story, uh, make sure you connect with her uh, for her latest project as well. And so uh, with that said, folks, I want you to come back and join me tomorrow. Um, same time, same place. We're going to be welcoming Erica Michelle, you guys, and we're going to be talking about um, heartbreak, healing, and finding love again. And oftentimes um, people feel like, you know, because they have been through those horrible relationships, broken marriages, um, that, you know, they're never going to be able to find a mate um, to love them in the way that, in which they desire a way in which uh, they believe God has, has, has said that they should be loved. And so um, Erica is going to come on here and talk about her personal story with us. And I'm excited about it. Uh, make sure you guys come back and join us tomorrow. Same time, same place at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So, guys, we're going to get out of here. You guys have a fantastic day. I am Bianca Fly. I'll see you guys tomorrow.